really surly this morning. <laughs> is that the word for it? You are. You're. You are down. I. I would hmm. say you are surly this morning. Is, is yeah. the right way to say it? Why are you surly this morning? That's it. You know, it's kind of an Oregon morning for me. You just feel affected and gloomy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. I would say two reasons. One, uh, I drank beer this morning, and and three. Um, it's just gloomy and, and foggy and. Did you hear what you just said? <laughs> yeah, I planned that joke. Did you? That was a joke. I, <laughs> I was wondering if that was a plan. I, I planned that one in advance. All right. All right. That was good. It was, uh, the delivery was outstanding. It actually made me question. It wasn't that kind of, you know, oh, he totally planned it. It actually made me legitimately question if that was real or if you were hungover or just, you know, actively drunk right now. <laughs> well, well, good. That's perfect. Um, no, it is kind of gloomy here, actually. Um, yeah. So, surly? I don't know. You know why else no I think I in... seem surly? Why? Why? Well, all right. I'm going to come clean here. I'm, I'm at the in-laws' house because I planned on getting in the hot tub, which I'm going to do. And it just partly because it feels like an Oregon morning but where it's kind of... This show is in the way of... <laughs> is that it? No, no. I, I'll, I'll do this during the show, actually. I'm, I'm about to jump in the hot tub. But, but I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of... It's semi-foggy, a little misty outside, and you know, whatever. But I've been digging into the uh, the food in the, the pantry here. And I just got to say, if it seems like it, you know, may have been in there a long time... Yeah, it, it probably has. And and I, you know, there's a taste, you know, stale food taste that reminds me of Christmas candy, you know, that comes out a yeah. year or two later. Yeah. And kind of has that, there's that aftertaste that's kind of like you licked the cardboard box that it was packaged in at the back of the, you know, under the stairs. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I've had two packs of crackers now. I've opened up. And I've had, uh, you know, two different crackers that I've spit out into the sink. It's horrible, and it makes me surly. That's oh, why I'm surly. Yeah. Just so you know. No, I can see that. No, I. That, I want to. There's that. That's clarify. A real visceral. <laughs> when you eat something that is that is has gone that is horrible right. yeah right it's a red flag you know oh. if it tastes bad it's you know this is our evolution and with I dry mean... goods with dry goods <laughs> it's it's either it's gone gummy like the crackers gone gummy or it turns to dust well it goes right. you're right and it goes gummy if you're in oregon it yeah. goes to dust if you're you know in the high desert right. plains as i am you, are, you haven't ingested any chewy uh, a chewable milk have you because that's oh, that boy. is maybe the very worst. <laughs> hey man, I'm 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 just letting my taste buds dictate my health right now, and yeah. uh, I've been spitting stuff out. So, uh, but I here's what I want to talk about, Pete. Oh, would you like to talk about something you want to talk about, or one of the 72 emails of potential stories that I've sent you to which you no, have me. responded to me. zero? Oh, me, yeah, uh, all me. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I just wanted to make sure because yeah. I brought no, some I, things, and I really want to no, make sure I, that we focus on you, though. Of course. No, go ahead. Thanks. What is, let's talk of about course. your iBooks sex ed book. We said we were going to recap that. Have you played with iBooks yet? No, I, dude, seriously. I have got to tell – I am just brimming right now with excitement, I, I, and, and this is why I can't let this go any, uh, any longer. This okay. has to go to the All top. Right. I am telling you about the most amazing invention ever uh, for the iPhone. Oh, okay. I mean, seriously, nothing, nothing has made my iPhone experience greater than this latest discovery. I discovered this last night, uh, and I, I don't know. Are you sitting down? No, but it's because I have a stand-up desk. That's I'm right. standing right. well planted though, and I'm holding on to the edge <laughs> of the desk. So. Hold on. Okay, hold on. All hold right. on. Uh, magnification glasses. <laughs> This is the big show? <laughs> Dude, you've got to try it. All right, I'm what do serious. I do? Is it in the app store? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's at your local pharmacy or your, your grocery store. Probably a Fred Meyer up there. Uh, somewhere, you know, Fred Meyer, like near the pharmacy. There's Are you this talking rack. about the old, like old people's glasses? <laughs> yes. It's the greatest thing. Are you serious? You've ever... Yeah. What? I'm not old. Come on. No, I'm serious. You're... Well, you're certainly sounding old. 
<laughs> hey, man, I'm saying don't knock it till you try it. And when you try it, it's a whole new world, man. That iPhone is like a, a plasma TV screen. It's incredible. Okay, so what you're t- what you're saying is you you have the 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 iPhone. Uh, are you on the iPhone four four slash four S? All right. So you have your iPhone four. It has a beautiful nine sixty by five forty uh-huh. screen. That the Retina display. It's tiny. It, it fits in your pocket. I know. And then they're you trying put to make on, it, so make it you, all things to all people, right? Like it's it's small and it's lightweight and it fits everywhere and that's great. And you're supposed to believe that screen is adequate. You realize it's not when you put on these magnification glasses that you get at the pharmacy. I'm just telling you, man, get a 1.25 magnification. Uh, you know, what, the why old not, phone. Why not three or four? Can you, is there that? Try, I mean, try that. Yeah, go ahead. Everything else looks horrible. Like you feel completely drunk, you know, looking at anything how, but your iPhone. How, but the how old iPhone, are you? What are you? It's incredible. Are you, 63? I'm, no, I just turned 25 or something. I'm <laughs> 30s, so I don't some average between those two actually is probably pretty close. Hey, I'm just saying, man. I'm telling you, I'm just going to throw this out there. You try it. And next hey, week. Get out of my yard. <laughs> man, man, man. <laughs> I'm a All right, I'm going to go ahead and get, get my hot. Let's go ahead and discuss one of your 72 emails. You see that? I just I had to throw it out there, man. I, hey, try it. Amazing I'm gonna, detail. No, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to go over to my uh, to the the neighborhood uh, dry goods uh, store, and I'm no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to check out your Let's fancy just try magnification. It, right. Don't buy them. Just yeah, do it in the store. You'll, do you oh, look at it's, it's other really, things bes- really. besides? Do you look at other things besides? Like, do you? Because I have a I have a twenty four inch uh, uh, screen here, and if I imagine, uh, it, you know, putting on the magnification glasses uh, would would be really fantastic here too, right? Oh, I, I well, I have no idea. I mean, I'm telling you, that I would, put that would mean essentially it, I'd have a what would that be? No, no, what would looking that be? at it, my iPhone, okay. looking at the iPhone with these glasses is incredible. My 24-inch screen. Suddenly, I could save a lot of money and oh, yeah. actually get a 30-inch screen. It's possible. Try it. Yeah, yeah. So with it, Plump, exactly. Right. Put five bucks down on a pair of glasses and see if you don't end up with you know a larger screen experience. It's possible. Yeah. So that that you know yeah. here's what's interesting. This is what's interesting to me. And you actually, you may have come up with a with a topic in spite of yourself this morning. <laughs> You come in. I mean, you bring this. I know surly. you're sitting here saying Sometimes you're sitting there. I'm surly. cranky. It's and not I'm, me. I'm cranky, and I want to do my skinny dipping in the hot tub this morning. But Pete's making me do a show. You know, I want to yell at the teens. <laughs> but but what you what you've done? Let's let's look let's look at this. So it, here's the thing: if I put on Dane's old man glasses and look at my 3.5 inch iPhone screen, mm-hmm. I end up with a uh, virtual. Four point three seven five inch screen. Some, yeah. What? Maybe that's right. Yeah. No, it's. I, I actually used a calculator, so I'm. I'm okay. pretty sure <laughs> that this is right. Wow, you are a nerd. All right. You honestly have a that, calculator out I, in I, conversations. It's my widget. I'm using a widget. It's the calculator <laughs> widget. Uh, uh, and and so if you go, <laughs> are you so? God, you are hard to deal with this morning. Uh, so if you go to, uh, let's just go to bestbuy.com. Have you seen the crop of, of phones, like new phones that are no, out? I right? haven't. Right. No. They got some flip phones now. Phone. I think it would be safe to say that phones have gotten larger, <laughs> right? So this new, the new, <laughs> the new one that was the, the big one with the uh, with the Samsung ad. Did you see this? The new uh, anti Apple Samsung ad for the Galaxy Note. Boy, they are anti Apple, aren't they? They really are. They where this is where they are uh, kicking. I heard somebody, uh, another pundit, say, and I can't remember. This is a shame. I can't remember who said it. Uh, maybe Ayaz Akhtar uh, said that they were. Um, you know, uh, it shows Samsung or Apple fanboys kicking down the the ropes uh, in line at an Apple store in order to go watch a white prince. Uh, did you see that ad where they have no, a crazy, I didn't. crazy uh, white kid in a spandex unitard uh, singing rock and roll on the street corner? And everybody wants to document it using their Samsung note. Wow. Uh, with a stylus. Comes with a stylus. Clever it's stuff. 5.3 inch screen. Five. 
5.3 inches on this phone. You hold it up and it's the size of half your face. Like it is a giant screen. Where do you where do you stand on the big screens? It seems like that's a so Apple oh. is the is like the only phone left with a with a with a screen that you can actually get your thumb with one hand from one side to the other. It's the only phone left. Everyone else is differentiating by actually creating screens that are the size of the uh Dane old man magnification glasses, you know, four point three inches or bigger. Well, Okay, in spite of myself, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, some iPhone glasses, I would say. Some Apple. If if Apple were to give you a pair of magnification glasses with your iPhone, I guess that's the same thing, right? I I guess. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, who really wants a phone larger? Who who wants to put something in their pocket bigger than the iPhone they have right now? And I guess maybe people do, and they've got bigger screens now because it's not big enough, man. This is what I realized last night. This is—it was a revelation. It was a big light bulb. I was like, "Wow!" But but what you're saying is like, do you do you actually feel constrained by what you can do on your iPhone? I didn't. I didn't and until I do. put these glasses on. I'm just telling you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah, I'm trying to. Get, no, no, no. I, I'm I, trying to get around this issue because for me, hey, I, man, I might just be getting old. I'm. 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 I you know. know that's true. I know that's true. That is, we're going to take that as table stakes. <laughs> okay, I've never heard that saying, but you do that to you me sometimes. You you, you throw sayings out that seem like everyone says them. That's I've never true. heard I'm it in my life, and I hear a lot of things. Say that table stakes. You know when you're playing no, poker, right? No, never heard it. This it, it, this goes without saying. It is a foregone conclusion. <laughs> this is the thing on which all further debate shall be based. Is that right. I'm getting old? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the table stakes <laughs> for this discussion. Dane is getting old. Everything else we can now talk about having a shared framework. That's what we're talking. It's table stakes. Okay. Ah, I'm so glad I introduced you to that. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like your. Oh, I'll use it. I'll be using it just, today. Yeah, use it a lot. Great. You know, you should use it. Oh, you should use it in the context of your uh, shelf life of food discussion that you're going to be having <laughs> with your in laws today. Okay. Yeah. It's table stakes, I guess, that the food in the pantry is probably older than you should be ingesting. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you have to bring up the conversation regarding half-life, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> uh, when talking about the breakdown of, of foods in your closet or in your pantry. Okay. So uh, we know you're getting old, but is the how, how do you compare? Like, do you see yourself then really looking longingly, nay, lustfully, at phones with actual larger screens, which no. don't forget comes with bigger hardware. Wow, that's what she said. It is, it is what she said. <laughs> no, but Speaking of I, table stakes, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I've been perfectly happy with the size of my iPhone until I put the glasses on, and uh, I either realized that the Green size was inadequate, or my eyesight was deteriorating, and uh, I'm going to go with the latter. You know the uh, there's a there's a, a disease. It's not disease. It's a psychological condition. <laughs> so have you heard oh, this? Uh, oh wow! Segway, you are amazing. No, it's Look true. Go there's seriously. A, Wow. No, it's a real, this is a thing. This I'm is a so real, impressed by this. That this was an thing. amazing turn. It, <sighs> it is a real thing. Yes. You haven't even heard what I'm going to say. I know exactly what it is. What? It's the Facebook Tourette syndrome. No, no. Or whatever. No, it's called Call it body, what you will. body dysmorphic disorder. Okay. Have you heard of this? It's a, it's a somatoform disorder, apparently, where uh, you are hyper-concerned with, with body image. And I think one of the other manifestations of this is that when you look in the mirror, what you see of yourself might not be how you picture yourself. Uh-huh. Right? I think you're having some sort of iPhone dysmorphic disorder. Okay. Where but when are you we look not at your phone, about what you Facebook see, Tourette syndrome? I, have, I don't even know what that is. I, I mean, I thought you were brilliant for a minute, but I... I'm actually the problem is I'm more brilliant I overestimated than you, I am you because you don't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I understand that syndrome. I'm, I'm what I'm talking about is this Tourette syndrome in is it the Northeast that uh, this grouping of teen girls have have come up with this uh, you know this tick that they are now ascribing to uh, social media, the use of social media, and the fact that. 
maybe one or two girls actually has it, but the other girls have been seeing it on social media and therefore psychosomatically have become afflicted with it. Wait, so I, uh, I, I thought wanna, you were up I on this you, one. Boy, I need you to walk me through this again. So you're saying that <laughs> girls who yes, are on Facebook girls. a lot uh-huh. develop right. Tourette's syndrome, right? talk about it on Facebook and then others catch it? Exactly. Yes. Right. That's, uh, that's, uh, I think this might be a uh, psychological irony that when I Google <laughs> Tourette, Facebook Tourette syndrome, the first thing that comes up is the National Tourette Syndrome Association Facebook page. I wonder if that's where that it's That is irony. That's irony. I wonder wow. if that's how it spreads. Is it, is <laughs> the actual Tourette syndrome Facebook page. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. I need to talk to you about misfits. Okay, a segue again. No, this it's, one it's I a see coming. Have you seen Misfits the show? Oh no, must I haven't watched the show. It's on Hulu. It is fantastic. You know what I'm going to do though? You know what I'm going to do after this uh, this yeah. this podcast? What? I'm going to put on my magnification glasses. I'm going to I'm going to call up Hulu and I'm going to see that it. it's going to be like I'm on a 45 inch plasma TV. I'm going to watch it on my iPhone with the glasses on. Yeah. And it's gonna, gonna be. I'm gonna see detail that I may not even see on a on a you know normal big screen TV. You should do. You should totally. Of course, I'm gonna you do, that. do that. I'm gonna there do that. There is nothing Misfits. else. I'm doing do. it. It's a it's a Thursday morning in America, people. You need to go watch TV <laughs> in a hot tub and look at yourself with giant glasses. First world problems. Wait a minute. Uh, oh. I don't have a swimming suit. This is this is we are a terrible example for people. I uh, okay, so I don't know anything about this Facebook Tourette syndrome. I'm going to try and bring us back to uh, what were we talking? We were talking about mobile phone sizes. This is the reason I want to talk about this because uh, HTC came out with their earnings and they lost a bunch of money and their sales are way down. And after all these great, uh, you know, great. Uh, phones that they're supposedly putting out. That's they, only one way to measure success. I know, but Let's the just... CTO says, you know, it, we've come to the uh, determination that perhaps um, <laughs> releasing all these fancy LTE phones with these fancy high-resolution big screens uh, resulting in really, really bad battery life might have been a, a, a tactical, a, a poor tactical decision that we made compromises thinking that people wanted fancy, and in fact, they wanted phones that worked. Uh, but what you got to wonder, if, if he's the one that's coming out with that comment, it seems like passive aggression. Like, he probably... Right made that exact statement in a board meeting about a year ago and now is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. That's right. So, somebody else this is, is the feeling the way that who's he's... been watching it the whole time. God, <laughs> like, I told you guys this was a bad idea. No one wants to listen to the finance guy. I know, I know. Well, what do you say to me now, huh? <laughs> okay, somebody I'll go had, ahead and talk to the reporters. The right I'll be the idea. one. <laughs> He has two thumbs and looks like this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was, well, uh, that yeah. Was funny. Well, apparently that was a bad idea. Well, I don't know if the big, so that's what I'm trying to get at with your big glasses is, was this a, you know, are these phones really the way of the future and are we going to see a big iPhone uh, in the next, uh, next rev or is Apple happy with their three and a half inch screen? It seems like blowing the complete doors off of their last earnings call they're probably pretty okay with their uh with their three and a half inch screen but i don't know they didn't do too badly that's true yeah not not everyone did as well as they did in that the last the quarter not everyone did <laughs> you can't look around and say that's a lie <laughs> i'm just saying and look hey man i'm only throwing this out there because i've never complained i've never felt like it was inadequate until i put the glasses on and uh I'm enjoying it. It's just, you know, it's only, it's only been a couple hours. So, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. It may not last. Uh, <laughs> I certainly don't want a bigger iPhone than I have. But, wow, the detail. I mean, I watched uh, part of, uh, <laughs> what is it, the, uh, the Comedy Central, um, is it the IT, what is it, the... Uh, <laughs> the IT guys in the white shirts. Oh, uh, but... Yeah, the no, the was it the uh, the it crowd or the no the it 
Yeah, I don't it's, know. A, it's a BBC, right? Is that what you were saying? The BBC show? Yeah, I think it's a BBC knockoff. But yeah, anyway, I was like, fun. wow, the detail. You know, I was watching a Netflix and I was like, man, I can see everything. This is really like this is what, what it was meant to be. Watching a show on your iPhone, which I've never been a fan of. Uh, oh, just, man, you know, I watch a small, ton but... of stuff on my iPhone. Are you kidding? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah can't. Well, okay. So I'm just, I'm old, I guess. Well, that's, so, uh, again, I'm old. Just, that is, <laughs> that's the table so, stakes. Uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl uh, ads? Hmm. Anything? No, nothing. I, well, can we talk at least about uh, Ferris Bueller? Tell me you saw the Ferris Bueller ad. Uh, I didn't. I I knew right. about it in advance, though, and and this for me, and I. So let's talk about How's it. How's your job I, as a I, professional marketer? <laughs> well, the thing I'm caught up in is how this year, pretty much every eventful ad for the Super Bowl was released beforehand. And, I know, uh, wasn't that great? Very interesting. Well, it's great. I think. I think it's smart, of course, and I it's, think it also, you know, it parlays into what I think has been a long time coming, too long coming, uh, which is that, you know, the commercials themselves have, you know, a whole life outside of their 30-second uh, highlight, you know, during the game, which is mostly fueled, of course, by uh, social media. I think it's, you know, I mean, that's fantastic. It It is really fantastic. The, the parallel to just, or, or uh, let's see, creating these spots as original creative right as as mm-hmm. saying that these these mm-hmm. spots we we know that they have value promoting a product right that is their primary intent is to promote a product but they also have a creative value above and beyond that promotion i think is is a yeah. fascinating trend in entertainment it is no, I, it's I, a I little bit this, sad it's a this, little bit sad culturally uh, and I, oh. <laughs> I, you know, it's bittersweet. I fear for that because, you know. as an American who lives in this century, yeah, it's it's not the greatest thought, but creatively, are, I guess, that, right? That, you know, I'm I'm trying to get you know, and when I look at my experience online, and I'm a I'm you know I'm a cord cutter, right? I mean, I don't see ads generally unless I'm on Hulu, and then I see the same ad over and over and over again, uh, but. Uh, generally, I'm I'm kind of a void of of typical television spots anymore, and uh, you know when I see ads, it's on web pages, it's on you know site takeovers, and I have a lot of blockers in action on my browser so that I can turn off ads as much as I can. I just don't like you know I don't I'm not crazy about ads, uh, and yet when you go to Hulu.com/slash/adzone, you can see every single ad and watch them as entertainment value themselves. I think that's really fascinating. You go ahead and say more about what your thought. I hijacked you. I'm sorry. You didn't. No, <laughs> no you didn't at all. No, I, I just, that was, to me, that was the most interesting thing. And and I'm, I guess I'm, you know, it was sort of the, like the NPR shows about the commercials and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, this is really, in my mind, the first year, and I, I know that, you know, prior years, commercials have been leaked beforehand, but this year, I think every commercial was leaked beforehand, was uh, presented in some way, whether it was part of a press release or an interview somewhere, or it was just put out on YouTube or on the company's website. Um, but all of that was really part of saying, okay, we're going to invest, you know, whatever it was, three and a half million for a 30 second spot. Uh, and then, you know, all the money to create the spot and the money to the ad agency and the talent and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so let's and get then this absolute much life out of exactly. It. Let's milk the hell out of this. So you know, yeah, create uh, a, a backstory in some cases, or you know, some sort of a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, it, it's the parallel to movie marketing, right? I mean, when you look at, uh-huh, at TV yep. advertising, this year was such a a perfect parallel to movie marketing, where you have a teaser commercial for the commercial where you have a making of commercial for the commercial, you have a behind the scenes commercial of the commercial, you have talent video diaries of the commercial. And then the commercial airs and it's a minute long or or actually 30 seconds long. This was one of the things I thought was so interesting. It's like the the real commercial itself was a minute or a minute and a half and you can see that online, but they couldn't afford to pay for a whole minute, so you just got a 30 second uh cut of the commercial during the Super Bowl, and if you wanted to see the director's cut, the original right, cut, right, then you right, go right, online right, and right. you see that. Uh, no, and- it's brilliant, and and honestly, it seems to me like something that was 
completely feasible and should have been done a couple of years ago, you know, but this was, and, and, and to be fair, there were a few spots and a few companies that did that exact kind of thing. But this year, it seems like, you know, any company who had the money to invest in a 30 second spot did exactly what you're talking about or some variation of it. Well, and the ad that, that got probably the, you know, I would say the most play, um, but, you know, if it, if it wasn't about the Avengers movie, because there's such hype coming for, for Avengers, <laughs> and frankly looks awesome, I'm just going <laughs> to say that out loud, uh, I think the Ferris Bueller, uh, you know, Matthew Broderick ad got a lot of play. Uh, and if you if you didn't see it, um, f- uh, you know, they hired Matthew Broderick to pretend to get the day off, uh, or, or, you know, from work. And he calls in sick. And and do you do you know what the brand is, uh, Dane? Dude, seriously, the only two spots that stood out to me were the uh, Clint Eastwood ad and the Spokestra Michigan, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, I saw headlines in advance of this ad. Did not see the ad and didn't pay attention. It was hot. And didn't watch the game at all. So. No, that game. I hear the game was terrible. I didn't watch the game either. <laughs> the game was really dumb. It was a dumb football game. I never watched for the game though. I um, always watch the commercials, but but this year I didn't have to. No, it was it was you know, the anyway, the ads were interesting. the other ad that I thought was so brilliant and this is just this is the the uh just awesomeness of the day was the the promo for the ad or for the movie Chronicle. Did you see this the fl- the flying one? Didn't see it. I, do you read your email at I'm all? Not. <laughs> Ever? I mean, really? It's in your inbox F- from this was supposed to be for last week's show, which we skipped. <laughs> Come on, man! You ain't my wife. Oh, I'm gonna call your <laughs> that, wife. That, that's a lot. Every I got time I send you an email, I'm gonna call my wife. Yay, my wife! Back off! I'm gonna call your wife and tell her to read to have you read your email. <laughs> Back off, man. You ain't my wife. Uh, so it, the, here's what they did. So Chronicle, this movie, you seen the trailer for the movie Chronicle? Do you know what this is? I'm going to go ahead and say yes so I don't get a, a lecture. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. Such a shame. Uh, Chronicle is about three kids who uh, it's kind of in the vein of it looks like Twilight, except for they aren't vampires and werewolves they are kids who discover that they have you know superpowers telekinetic superpowers and they can fly so uh what these i i absolutely love this spot so these the the marketing team behind chronicle built uh flying remote control airplanes in the shape of people mannequins right and they launched them uh, from across the river from New York City, I think from Ellis Island, it looks like, and remote control piloted them around all of the f- most famous landmarks r- around the now that State does not Building. sound legal in this and, post 9/11 world. Uh, it, right uh, across the uh, the the bridge, you can and the the foot. If you look at the uh, that's, uh, that's a pre 9/11 I know, right? On Design Taxi. <laughs> If you go to, uh, I'm gonna send you. We'll post the link. I'm, I'm. Oh, I'll, I'll be sure right to see it. I'm sending the link right now, so you can see the stills, which are fa- they're great. I mean, they're great. You see this remote, this body flying by all these great landmarks of New York City. I think it's really clever. Uh, and oh, it so sounds awesome. They, you know, it has since gone completely viral. People who, you know, obviously in the age of camera phones. Uh, people have gone berserk with this with these videos and uh, and are posting them everywhere about flying people in New York City. They look like people. They're so great. I mean, I, it just are you looking at it? Is that what you're doing? No, <sighs> no. <laughs> are you doing something? Actually, are you? What are you on? No. During that rant, actually, I tried to get into the hot tub, and uh, the reception wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. I you started to break up, so I, mm. I I'm out of the hot tub now. I was hoping though to that you could actually do a hot tub show. God, yeah, want to do a hot tub? I mean, yeah. I'll try it, I guess. No, but you should. You just need to know that sometimes might not be great. Dane's got to get his freak on. <laughs> All right. Well, so, anyway, this is. A, I think this is late a, in the day. I, I think you're. I think you're probably right. Pre nine eleven filmmaking, but it's a. It is a. <laughs> Terrific. I'm sure they got permission, I guess, maybe, you know, I mean. The pictures are great, and from a distance, it really looks like three people are flying around. Uh, It it is a... I want to do that. 
Yeah. I want to actually fly around New York City. I've been, is, I've got this remote control uh, helicopter I've been flying. That's pretty awesome, actually. And, uh, and I'll just send them into remote control things. So I want one of those. I want a remote control person. Yeah. I wish I could find the name of the marketing team. This is terrible. I, I'm following so many links uh, back and back and back. New York Observer maybe has the Chronicle team. Uh, Manhattanites are tough. The, bunch. the reason I, I, I jump on this sort of pre-9-11 thing is I, I, I really uh, – I have a lot of anxiety about that whole uh, Comedy Central – or no, what was it? It was the uh, Adult Swim Cartoon Network campaign that – you know, somebody's ad agency hired somebody's ad agency who hired, you know, a, a three-person guerrilla marketing team to uh, create those little neon caricatures of the one of the Adult Swim characters, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And put them like under overpasses in Boston, and and it looked like, like a uh, bomb threat. Right. It was, yeah, and it was that. right after nine eleven, and yeah, they people went to jail over that. Think Moto. That is the name of the agency behind this. Man, that was a lot of work. People, when you're reblogging stuff like this, you got to be thorough. This is <laughs> Think Moto is the name of the agency that came up with this. What a well, and with the with the listenership that we have on this uh, this particular podcast, I mean, yeah, they're lucky that they were able to get a mention. You know, well, I mean, that's uh, they. Are you they talking are, about yeah. when you and I listen to the show later, or do we not even do that? Anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I, and I don't know, some some lonely person in Anchorage. Or, hey, you know, I did. Uh, oh. We did get a, a, a one uh, listener comment uh, that. Uh, well, I, I don't want to sidetrack us on the the uh, this thing, but we have we did get a comment and a question about the iBooks thing. We, I saw that. Yeah, and so we should. There, there is news actually about i uh, iBooks. Uh, sex ed uh, iBooks, or not? Not specifically about the sex ed, um, the sex ed uh, book that you're working on, but um, no, it, it's different than that. Uh, it, it's on. It's related to the terms of service and using it for for corporate training and that and all that kind of stuff. Really? Well, let, let's hear it. Well, I want to get to the to the actual question because it was a, you know it was a good question. Where was it? I'm on the the Facebook. It was from uh, from our uh, friend of the show, uh, Amy, uh, and uh, she she does uh, corporate training and some such. And she she said, uh, oh, "It's ridiculous, ridiculous. I can't even find it." But one of the, <laughs> one of the questions was about oh here it is. Uh, so, um. The uh, from corporate training angle, how can we guarantee corporate training uh, if, that is created for one company is not accessible to competitors? Because that was one of your questions last week: was can mm -hmm. we use right. this right. for right, corporate right. training? And uh, the answer was uh, is you know technically <clears throat> nothing really. I mean, you can put a password on your PDF, uh, but you know it's only as good as people not sharing the password. Uh, since you can't, there is no security built into iBooks other than the fact that you can't, you know, sell it and, and that the format is protected and, and will only be, you know, able to deliver it, um, you know, either wide open as a PDF or, or an, an open EPUB or, uh, you know, as a uh, say it for sale in the iBook store. So that's, you know, that's, again, why this tool isn't... Uh, um, you know, isn't perfect uh, for, for this or kind of stretching it to ask it to do things it wasn't designed to do. But the other one was they, they updated the end user license agreement because there was a lot of confusion and hand wringing and uproaring about the fact that, uh, you know, the, the pundit said, well, we think Apple, Apple lawyers want to own your content when you publish in, uh, in iBooks, anything you publish, Apple owns. And I think rightfully so. There are a lot of uh, publishers who, you know, um, you know, may have these sort of scurrilous, uh, terms in their license agreement if they publish your words they may take some sort of ownership of your words and apple clarified their individual license agreement and said we do not own your words only you own your words we only own the format and uh so that i think made it it doesn't actually make it um well i always think it's interesting when the the pr people and the lawyers get together to uh clarify 
things, yeah, which, well, <laughs> you know, I, honestly is a necessity. And yeah, it usually makes things better. And lawyers are fond of being overly broad and, uh, you know, from a right, protectionist right. standpoint, and that's their job. And so I get that. But but in this no, case, I just, it actually I just think it would be fun to be in the room, yeah. you know, when the lawyers are saying, we got to protect it. And the PR people are saying, but it's making but it us, look, us bad. look bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, so anyway. that's yeah. Well, there you go. So that was it. responding, was responding to our one listener. I know. Uh, I know. We should, we, we, we should do that more often. We, we, we should. should have a show where we just kind of highlight it's listener that. feedback. Listener. It'll be the shortest Let's have her on. show ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Let's, the other thing. She should be, probably be part of the show. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, she, she's very smart. Uh, we, we like Amy a lot. Uh, so the, um, the other thing I want to talk about, have you looked at the, of course you haven't, the JC Penney? <laughs> Uh, Ellen this is the Apple, or Apple segue was the new uh, Ron Johnson at JC Penney. Yeah, has taken. They launched their so campaign about, about two Ellen's weeks ago. statement the other day on her show about JC Penney. What did you think about uh, JC Penney? The new ads. They've done some really interesting stuff. They're changing their pricing model. They're changing. Uh, they're changing everything. I think it's fascinating. Honestly, does it make you want to shop at JC Penney? Makes maybe. me want to go there honestly, right now. I live in Boise now. We don't have a Nordstrom. I. I don't know why. At uh, at uh, Dillard's, I think it was, they told me that there was some backhanded agreement <laughs> with uh, Nordstrom that they wouldn't expand in the Northwest if uh, Boise didn't come to, or uh, if uh, Nordstrom didn't come to Boise. So anyway, I'm sad. I'm starting to really, you know, I'm I, I'm about a day away from uh, my Amazon Prime membership and uh, doing some more online shopping, but I love to see these. You know, I don't know these sort of uh, fossilized retailers uh, reinvent themselves because what other option do they have, right? You've got Sears, J.C. Penney. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are probably some dead ones, I guess, along the ways. But uh, I, I really think a, a company like J.C. Penney had no option but to reinvent itself, and it to me appears that they're doing that. That they're taking some risks that they look new and fresh in a way that, you know, they couldn't have, uh, without, you know, a marketing approach that spoke to that. Um, and I think probably, you know, this Ron Johnson hire was, uh, you know, brilliant and, uh, I'd love to see them succeed. Right. Like, I, I mean, I have no interest in JC Penney in general and never have, but, uh, to me, this will be fascinating because, you know, I think uh, they could have, and would have, and and maybe maybe in uh, a lot of minds already did die, <laughs> or you well, know yeah, what I mean? I mean like, when was the last time you thought just about JC completely Penny irrelevant? Until, you know, completely here, irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, and now their ads are showing up everywhere. They've got a new logo. They've they've clearly uh, been putting the resources toward reinventing the store experience, the shopping experience. They don't want to be. Uh, they want to be the sh- the store for everyone. I thought that was the most interesting. And one of the you know one of the things I you know I. I hear a lot and tend to teach is, you know, we, when you're looking at your at defining your target markets, it's, it's all about focus, you know, it's figuring out who the, who your key market is and, uh, uh, and really being able to address those, uh, that market. And Ron Johnson's come out saying, we want to be, Hey, what are you doing? Are you cleaning? Are you seriously doing dishes? Nope. Just, uh, you're doing dishes just put, on just the show. Some, just put some water in a cup. That's all I did. I just put some water on the show. Did you? you I turned on the pan? faucet. You know, I turned on the faucet. Oh, put some I heard water it. in a cup. Oh, I heard it. I'm about to. You know, I'm I'm getting in a hot tub. So I'm. See, I, this is. It's not distractible. I love that this You're is not distractible. I'm the distractible one. You're not distractible. All right. Come on. So as I was saying, uh, I don't actually remember what I was saying. They want, oh, Ron Johnson comes out and he says, "You were so you were talking about yeah. focusing on your target yeah. market. And who who said, are they? We don't. We're we're not trying to focus on, uh, you know, on suburban moms or you know, or, or a specific. But we want to be the store for everybody. We want everybody who comes into the store to feel comfortable and welcome in the store. And as such, they're changing the store experience and they've changed their pricing strategy. And this was huge. They are now uh, no longer a high low pricing organization." So uh, high-low pricing, for those who are not um, you know, familiar with Crisis Trade, this is really interesting. Shut up. This is a marketing that, No, show. it's a great, it's a great nerd thing me? to do. No, no. It's a, it's a cool like a nerd maneuver where you throw out a term, and then you say, for those of you who don't know, I love it. It's, it endears me to you. I, I love it. Go ahead. 
What's a high-low pricing strategy? <laughs> Come on, man. It's awesome. I love it. You're schooling me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Really? Tell me. What is it? A high-low pricing strategy, Dane, <laughs> is where uh, stores will charge a high price for an item and then later sell it at a very, very low price uh, through uses of discounts and clearance sales in order to, quote, move product. and See, so knowing you makes me smarter. I love it. You never have a clear idea as a customer. You rarely have a clear idea about what you are going to pay when you go into a given store. And JCPenney was one of the, well, was a major uh, offender. Uh, offender. Yeah, and so you get this sort of everyday low price kind of a thing where some products might be low priced through all sorts of discounts, but really you, you don't really know what you're going to pay when you get there. And so Johnson has come out and saying, we're going to change that. You're, when you come in, you're going to know exactly what you're going to pay. We're going to lock in pricing uh, across the store for you know at least a month. None of the day-to-day, hour-to-hour pricing shifts that you, you, know, you might have seen in the past. And uh, that is a really interesting shift. Uh, trying to make the store experience, the shopping experience, more predictable, more comfortable, uh, and uh, more appealing for everyone. No, he's he's a genius and and that's why this whole thing is fascinating. I mean yeah. from top to bottom like you said. I mean it's you know there are the commercials and the branding and the tie-ins and the uh you know things that make it, you know, more seem at least more fresh to more relevant uh but you know then there's the strategy like you're talking about, you know, the pricing strategy or the store experience strategy and those are the things that I think are going to be just really really fascinating to see unfold. Um, you know, how much can one person make that kind of a difference and how much is the store experience a part of the brand? You know, the marketing has been interesting and the commercials have, have been far more entertaining than anything, you know, JCPenney's done in probably decades, but, uh, they're goofy and Scandinavian. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of have this weird, you know, sort of Bjork feel to them. You know, which is always, you know, it's like, which ad agency did you hire? Yeah, and, that's right. You know, what did what did you put the green light to? But, you know, when it comes down to, and really, this is where it really, I think, gets uh, not only fascinating, but I think uh, uh, important, I guess, is, you know, the, the, the experience with the customers and uh, the expectation you have when you walk into a store because the commercial doesn't really change the expectation you have when you walk in and you start to browse, you know, the, the items. And a lot of that takes time, right? I mean, you, I, I, you know, I, I, I never say like, Hey, I'm going to pennies, I'm going to JC yeah, Penny, right? Valentine's is coming up. I'm going to JC Penny's. I'll bet they're going to, I'll bet they're going to pay high dollar to start getting you to, uh, think of them as jcp and not pennies anymore doesn't that sound it makes you oh, sound but I really love, it makes I you sound pennies, your character. pennies is great of course it is because you pennies. wear magnifying glasses <laughs> and, and, and i used to wear tough skins did i get tough skins at sears or pennies i don't remember <laughs> yeah no true pennies pennies does sound like uh, a word that rolls off your grandma's tongue yes not really your girlfriend's like tapioca <laughs> I'd like Give me to my reading glasses. I'm going to Pennies. I gotta look at the Pennies catalog. Give me my reading glasses. <laughs> what was the name of the grocery store? It was the uh at the what is that southern, you know, the southern grocery store. Oh, Piggly Wiggly? Piggly Wiggly. Go to Piggly Wiggly. After I would have run some errands at the Pennies and the Piggly Wiggly. You and I both knew Piggly Wiggly. That's, that's weird. That's terrible. Right? <laughs> Maybe we're, have we're all, hey, you need Piggly Wiggly. Tomatoes. You're old enough for reading glasses. Go get some and check out your iPhone. I'm telling you. Uh, if you're old enough to know the Piggly Wiggly reference, you should probably you, grab you some magnification glasses. We call them the Maggies. <laughs> you know what? We should do. Uh, we should do a Depends show next week. I think. We're gonna we're gonna just tear apart advertising for Depends. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm ready for that actually. Wow. 
I don't know that they're doing much. This pennies thing, though, and I got to say, I mean, I you didn't bring up the Ellen thing, but I think that's, I don't know how much, you know, that had to do with like Ron Johnson or a new direction for JCPenney's or whatever, but would you call it the JCP? JCP. I like that. Yeah. That's good. No, JCP. That's good. I like that. Okay. So the JCP. But uh, yeah, she, uh, wow, she gave them their money's worth by going on her show the other day and uh, talking about, you know, the reversal on the Prop 8 thing, uh, the Ninth Circuit Court decision and uh, brought that up. And then like, hey, by the way, there's this Facebook group, this uh, Million Moms, who only has 40,000 members on Facebook. But anyway, they're rounding up and uh, did this whole thing about how, oh, we can't believe they have Ellen as a spokesperson for JCPenney's. And then she went through the, I believe, I don't know, a thousand plus comments and found the four that, uh, you know, spoke some reason, I guess, to, you know, they were, they, they were having a problem with the fact that she's gay. I guess that was implied, but JC, anyway, JCPenney was, or the million no, no, moms? no, no, the million moms. Okay. Yeah. The million Facebook moms with 40,000 members. Um, yeah, they, Anyway, I mean, it was it was quite a plug, and then quite a viral uh, distribution of her comments. Opening her show, she doesn't normally, you know, really take uh, or, or make any really political or or divisive, you know, stances or statements. Or you know, she's pretty inoffensive, apparently is the word. But uh, so I, I, it was great for J.C. Penny. I mean, she was she was like, hey, they supported me. They've you know they've had this opposition. It hasn't gone away, but they've recommitted so to speak and uh i so while i have not seen many of the ads they've put out i saw that and uh and uh it actually was i think quite beneficial ultimately to their brand and and just you know just a way to really you know they they chose somebody not necessarily controversial in any way but was apparently made controversial last week by this one group right and her response was very sort of measured and and uh eloquent and and uh and uh widely distributed so hmm. jc penny yeah yeah no they're doing good Top work. of mind because of that for me you go ellen <laughs> uh, do you see the crispy cream do you eat the crispy creams oh man do you no, I don't. I mean, I have, but uh, do you I'm, when I'm, when you're I'm, not eating them? Got, do you I got a think swimming about suit on. I'm about to go in the hot tub. I'm looking at my belly, and I'm and it says no Krispy Kremes. Oh, you're a you're yeah, a, you're a fine specimen. <laughs> don't you worry about that. You can pop a Krispy Kreme. This is the, this is what I want to read you, and you know why it's important. This is just sort of we're we're coming to the end here, we're wrapping up a little bit. And I found this story shared by our your friend and mine. Megan Strand on uh, Google Plus. Thought she was my friend. Well, I hope she, she may have un- unfriended you. Bennett. Actually, <laughs> hey, you're you're connect- Are you in the hot tub now? Because your connection's terrible. It's getting bad. I'm just, you know, he said go the end of the show, so I'm. You know, you just were expecting not to talk for the next five minutes. I worked toward the end. It's not over. Can you hear me? Not. Can well. you hear me now? Are you in the? Can tub you hear me right now? now? Can you hear me now? Uh, I'm in the M. I'm in the oh, oh that feels good. Oh, that's beautiful. I hear Woo! it. I actually hear it. It's kind of gross. <laughs> yep, that's perfect. This is the way to do a podcast. I'm I'm making a note for the show notes to insert <laughs> Dane gets in hot tub picture. here. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is the last thing I want to talk about. Megan Strand, if she has not unfriended you, you would find her on Google+. Plus. She's posted this story today uh, from the Huffington Post, which was probably posted on uh, a different website earlier. Um, the Krispy Kreme Challenge. This is their big idea to inspire health and wellness uh, for the North Carolina Children's Hospital in, uh, let's see, this is their running in uh, Raleigh, I guess. Uh, so you, what you do, if you're a runner, you sign up, and you show up, and you're given a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts to eat. 
<laughs> and then I love it. Then you have to uh, run a race. <laughs> oh, that's and my I, kind of campaign. I love love this. it. What a what a tie-in. I mean, that's a natural it, fit, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. This is a, this is Megan's. This is a dream. Case. This is the ultimate dream case for, for Megan. She's a you know as a cause marketer. <laughs> that's guy cause marketing written, written all, all for over it. it. Exactly. So uh, they they made a hundred thousand dollars from the race. Racers and uh, and they ran. Let's see, seventy seven hundred racers convened Saturday for what's become one of Raleigh's sweetest traditions. Oh, that's nice. Participants <laughs> made at the at North Carolina State University Bell Tower, and they run <laughs> they run two point five miles to the Krispy Kreme shop. They eat a dozen donuts and then run back. <laughs> Oh, I this love is it. Like in Portland, you know, we do the Urban Iditarod, you know, where you get, you know, it's it's a flash mob race, I think, because it's illegal. They get a bunch of people with shopping carts and they dress up in funny costumes and then they have to drink beer. There are different stops along the race. You have to stop and like drink a case of beer and then you now, keep how, running. How did they know beer was going to be a component in the Portland? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly yeah, I, right. I knew that. I knew that. Uh, anyway, it's a fan, it's a fantastic uh, kind of Portland <laughs> tradition. And, and, uh, uh, this is this is kind of like that. I think there's probably an equal amount of throwing up. Uh, well, you know what? Races. We've only got 48 more states to come up with uh, awesome races and uh, awesome races, races for. So, yeah. well, you know, so California's beta break beta breakers. Uh, okay, well, a no, few have already could, been we taken. We could knock those. We could knock those out. Yeah, let's knock them out. Right. I mean, does Vegas have one? Because that'll be an that's easy one. Ve on Vegas, that's called Monday. Like isn't that every every day is one of those days. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, I I'm excited. I you, that's a great challenge. So That'll besides all right, so besides the hot tub, uh, where can people find you, Dane? Are you doing anything online right now? I mean, are you do you post anything anymore? I'm so under the radar right up. now. I'm just almost invisible. It's because of the you still haven't recovered from the move, have you? You know, I'm about to make a resurgence, just so you know. This is it? This is the second com or third coming of, of Christensen? I'm going to announce this next week. Yeah, I, right. I might change my name. I don't know. I might change my sex. I might change my religion. We'll, we'll see. All right. So uh, where can where will people be able to find you when this resurgence happens? You know, I, they'll be able to see about a four-month-old tweet uh, on Twitter uh, at Altadane. Oh, tweet bot <laughs> for the iPad came out today. People, if you are on Twitter and you have an iPad, you should download TweetBot because it's the best Twitter client out there already. I've used it for five minutes and it's the best. I'm going to do that. And that's, we had to wait this long for that bit of uh, wisdom and it's going to change my life. I'm excited. You should. You should totally do I'm gonna, that. I'm going to take action on that one. Take action. I inspire action. <laughs> I'm going to take action right here from the hot tub. And how about you, Pete? Where can uh, we find you? I, you can find me at Pete Wright uh, on the Twitter. You can find uh, you can find this and all the shows on the Rash Pixel, burgeoning Rash Pixel network uh, at rashpixel.tv. You can also, you know, oh, man, I don't have my copy ready. I have to read this. Uh, well, I was just going to say, go ahead and call in sick, folks, for at least a day or two and find your way through all of the rashpixel.tv content. <laughs> You should do that. Uh, we, uh, you know, we had a great month last month, and I think a lot of it was driven by uh, Stitcher Smart Radio. People are discovering uh, Stitcher through. We're getting a lot of drive-by traffic, what they call that, drive-by traffic, where people are looking for for one it show. Sound, and they find it, it sounds show. illegal, but it's not. No, it's a it's a good thing. And so you go to Stitcher Smart Radio. It allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, iPad, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and more on demand and on the go. You can download the app from Stitcher.com or find it in the appropriate app store of your choice stitcher smart radio the smarter way to listen to radio i love the background music or the background sound of the hot tub yeah no, no, here hold on there you go can you hear that oh yeah oh, that feels good all right 